0: Good morning. So I want to try something more than any other weekend. I'll probably do this Labor Day weekend too. So if you're watching online, comment below in the the Facebook feed of where you're watching this. I want to see where people are watching this. Could it be another country or something like that? I'm just interested on Fourth of July weekend, right? So how many of you stayed up really late last night? Well, I didn't, so I'm not raising my hand. So So, I'm some, well, I know anyone below the age of 18, you probably stay up till 3 in the morning and every night, and you know, I can't do that anymore. My kids wake me up at that point, so it just kind of ends up being the whole night. So, I'm gonna pray this morning, and we're in a series called Courage Over Fear. There seems to be a lot of fear in our world right now, and we're gonna be in Joshua chapter 3. So, Joshua is the sixth book in the Bible, chapter 3. And we're going to cover just just a few verses today, and then we're going to kind of jump to Galatians, because we're going to talk about uh, Galatians. But we're going to be talking about the first step. And so let me pray, and then we'll get into the sermon this morning. Heavenly Father, we just come before you. We just ask, no matter where we are, no matter where we're listening, God, that you would guide us this week. That you would give us wisdom. And as we read this passage in your word, we would see how we're just like the Israelites. We're just like Joshua. And see how we need you. And how it's hard to take the first steps in the right direction. But God, allow us to see your word and hear your word and apply it to our lives this morning. We say all this in Jesus' name. Amen. My name is John Mueller, I'm the lead pastor here at Sunlight Community Church, and I'd like to welcome you, if you're online, in person, we are going to be in the book of Joshua, and next week we won't be in the book of Joshua, we're actually going to have a, a guest speaker for a couple weeks, and, but, but this week we're in Joshua and we're in, in chapter three, and we're going to be asking questions. This, this is the question that we need to ask when we think of courage over fear, what happens when we have to cross from what we've been doing into the promise of God? What happens when we have to to change our ways? What does it mean to walk in faith? I mean, to be honest, most of us have been walking for some time. If you're not walking, you're probably below the age of, say, maybe 12 months. And so most of us in the room, we've been walking for some time. What does it mean to walk in faith? So if you have our app, go to our app, you click on the top link there, and then it goes directly to version to our notes, and it'll have the bulletin on there. So if you noticed when you walked in, you didn't have a paper bulletin, it's on there on UVersion on, in the U version app. So today we're going to talk about the first step. And sometimes the first step is the hardest. Isn't it the hardest? You ever watch a baby try to take their first step, and usually they're leaning on something, and they go to take their first step, and they let go, and then they fall flat on their face, which I will not do this morning. That would hurt. But that happens many times as you have this moment where you take a step and you fall flat on your face. So you don't take a first step again. You learn. You're like, I'm not going to do that again. So maybe it's like this. Taking the first step is like at the beginning of the year when you say, I'm going to work out to lose weight. But then you never grace the door of a gym. You never walk into the gym. Anyone ever do that? I'll admit it. I did it for years. I said, oh, I'm going I'm to do this. So, Because because at that point, where do I start? You become overwhelmed because there's so much to do. Or maybe it's stepping out of a career or a job that you hate and stepping in to something you will enjoy. But the first step is still the hardest, the what-ifs, the will I be able to pay my bills. Or it might be stepping out to do what's best for your family or you You struggle to take the first step. Why? Why would we struggle when we know it's not not the best where we're at? We avoid family drama, right? Doesn't everyone avoid family drama? You You don't take the first step towards being healthy with relationships. What is our hesitance to taking the first step? And I am here today to tell you it's one word, fear. Fear, because you know that It's going to possibly create some anxiety. Anxiety is projecting depression on our future. So it's like, oh, the worst thing's going to happen if I do this. So I'm anxious and I don't want to do it and I can't take the first step and I don't know what to do. And then we freeze and we don't take the first step. Or fear that creates depression in the long term. Fear can be overwhelming to take the first step. And that is where we find Joshua and the Israelites in Joshua chapter 3. They are afraid of taking the first step. If you followed the last couple weeks, you've noticed that, that Joshua was given a huge charge. We talked last week about the promises when we're broken and we're afraid. And now, he's taking the step to go into the Jordan, which is very symbolic. It's crossing into the promised land. And they are afraid to take that first step. But crossing the river would be hard with so many people. Can you imagine in the back of your mind, this is what happens when you don't want to take the first step. And you don't even realize it but I don't know if it'll work. But, but I don't know where, where the next job's going to come from. I don't know if I'm going to get paid. But, but there's a lot of buts. You know, and my kids do this sometimes. They say, but, but, but. And I said, I'm not but, Dad, okay? I'm not. Stop it. We're not saying but. And the Israelites were saying but here. And this was the worst time of the year to cross. They had a good reason why they didn't want to cross this river. It was the worst time of the year because there was floods everywhere. And so God needed to show up and demonstrate a miracle and show that he was God. But first, they needed to take the first step. So follow along with me. I'm going to be in Joshua chapter 3, starting in verse 12. It's kind of halfway through the chapter. Starting in verse 12, and we're going to go through verse 16. It's going to stop kind of abruptly there, but... There's a whole mess of stuff that's happened since we last talked with Joshua in chapter 1. But where we're getting to is where they are actually crossing into the promised land. So starting in verse 12, it says, Now therefore take twelve men from the tribes of Israel, from each tribe a man. And from the, the, when the soles of the feet of the priests bearing the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, The waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing, and the waters shall come down from above, shall stand in one heap. Sounds pretty powerful there. Verse 14, it says, So when the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and as soon as those bearing the Ark had come as far as the Jordan, and the feet of the priests bearing the Ark were dipped in the brink of the water, now the Jordan overflows in all its banks, Throughout the time of harvest. The waters coming down from above stood and rose in a heap far away at Adam, the city besides Zareth, and flowing down from the sea of Arabath, the salt sea, which and were completely cut off, and the people passed over opposite Jericho. Now many of us might know Jericho from stories when we were a kid, Jericho. So they're crossing right over to Jericho. That is one more reason to be afraid. The people reach Jericho and they're like, we can't take this huge city. They're afraid. They're crossing right where the biggest, largest city that is built like a castle is. There's a lot of reasons to fear at this point. But God gives instructions to take the first step. But he doesn't give all the instructions. Sometimes we want more than that. He doesn't give why he's doing things the way he's doing them. And we want to know the why. The narrative moves here between three different groups. And so it's important to know there's three different groups here. First he says, take 12 men, for, one for each tribe. That's the first group. The second group is the priests. And the third group is the people crossing the river. The three groups here. And God says, if you, if you follow what I say, the Jordan will stop flowing and you'll be able to cross. And remember... They just survived 40 years in the wilderness with God providing food and water for them. Don't you think that they could survive crossing the Jordan after they crossed the Red Sea? But there's a little bit of hesitance. There's a little bit of hesitance. Because the first step here he gives is, it says, the soles of the feet of the priests bearing the ark of the Lord need to touch the water first. I'm not going to show up until you show faith. I mean, what? <laughs> they enter, the feet have to enter the Jordan, and that's the time where God will stop the flow. That's scary, 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 scary. That's the scary first step. The people, even though they'd seen miracles in the past, the freedom they had from slavery, they, continued, they, they saw the continued provision of God in the wilderness. They still had some fear in their hearts. They were afraid. He only gives the first step. So That's why we, we need to apply this right here. God guides the first step, but he doesn't give the big picture. He doesn't give the big picture. You know, I think we'd be more overwhelmed if we got the whole big picture. We just need the first step. It's like baby steps. You ever see the movie, What About Bob? Oh, some people laugh because it's really funny. It's like baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. Bill Murray's really scary in that movie for me. He just he shows up everywhere. Baby steps. We need to take little steps. Just like a baby decides to let go of what we're holding on to, we need to let go of what we're holding on to and take steps with God, steps in faith. And so I can just imagine at this point that they're less overwhelmed because they only have the first step, but they start grumbling because they grumble when Joshua tells them what God said, even though God says that he is the Lord of all the earth. There can't be anything else. They they, they were hesitant. It's hard to take this first step to change, right? Because you might be the only one taking that step. It's really easy to piggyback on someone else's movement or something they're already accomplishing. But it's really hard to be the one that says, I'm going to do something about it. When no one else is yet. Even... When God is letting you know what to do, the first step to change is really hard. So back in verse 10, if you go a little bit further back than what we read, Joshua tells the people that God has said, Here you shall know that the living God is among you. This is the way he's going to show himself. They were crossing the river and it was a sign that the living God was among them. And I don't think... I need to say this, but I think this is important for us to be reminded of. God is not the honorary leader of some little club of ours. He's just not. He's the living God. He's the one who works and intervenes in our lives on a daily basis. He's the one that is with us every day. He was as much with them as he is with us today. It's the same. I can just imagine the priests and the the 12 men and the people are all working differently together, kind of like a machine, just, just kind of Working together to get that first step to happen. And the three groups are acting simultaneously. And in the entire passage, it's, they're all in movement. kind They break camp, and then the priests do this, and the twelve men do that. They're moving around, and they're working together. But when the priests reach the river, this is the moment they've been waiting for. And everyone takes a collective breath, doesn't breathe too hard, goes... when God parts the river and the river stopped. They take that moment in and the water stops on both sides. Remember this, because this is easy for us to forget. We want God's power to show up before we take the first step, but the reality is God's power comes right at the first step, not before. Everyone's like, holding their breath because they're going to step into the, the Jordan and they don't know yet, but God's power does not show up before the first step. It comes right at the first step. So they had to take the first step for God to move. God works with those who have faith. The description of the water in verse 15, I think it's important. I I need to give you some details because I need a picture of what this looks like. When I read that, I'm like, okay, it floods. Well, is the flood six inches deep? Is it a big deal? Well, the river normally at the point that they're describing was 90 to 100 feet wide. And three to ten feet deep in drought season. When there's a drought. So can you imagine walking across with over a million people. Ten feet deep in the river with babies and and children and whatever else. There's no way they're crossing this river. Unless God did something. Taking this first step of faith into a rushing river that's flooded Sounds like a lot of faith, but it really isn't because he was Lord of all the earth. That's what he is. And so when God is Lord of all the earth, it's a lot easier to take that first step when we believe that in faith than we realize. And the, the reason there's so much detail here in verse 15 and 16 is because Joshua was emphasizing the incredible power of God. The flood in verse 16, and you may think I just like made this up, but someone actually has spent enough time to figure out what flood season looks like on the Jordan River. okay, Flood season means that the river was 29% higher. That's normal flood season. That's average. That's not high flood season. That's not a low one, but that's just average. So 29% of the Jordan Valley was filled during flood season, and it still is to this day. There's areas that just flood. 29% of the, the, so it was really wide, really spacious, and then all of a sudden all the water stopped. It was not just impressive, but it was practical to provide safe passage. Sometimes we wait for that moment where God's going to be impressive in our life, do something completely transformative, and then we forget the practical things that he does on a daily basis. Because, It's really hard to go back like, man, I had this attitude a week ago, and this week I have a better attitude about this. Or last week I did this, and now this week I did this, but we don't connect it because it's a week ago. It's like so out of sight, out of mind. This was to provide safe passage for a freed people, passage to the promised land. If you go to Psalm 77, verse 14. Psalm 77, verse 14 is so amazing. It reaffirms who God was and is to his people, who he is to us. You are the God who works wonders, who made known your might among the peoples. He's the one who works wonders. No matter what's going on in the world, it doesn't mean be unwise. It means be wise and don't be afraid. There's no reason to be afraid. He has brought us out if we're following Jesus, he's brought us out from a life of sin to a life of freedom from slavery to sin. And that, it, that right there is one of the wonders. So do you have faith in the God that works wonders to give you the power for that first step? Are you ready to take the first step? And some of you may be thinking of something in your head. That's what I want you to do. So I know it's hard to listen and then think of something because my brain just like goes to like, woo other things but think of something that you're afraid to take the first step on and now the application is to start praying for god to give you the power to take that first step because god's power shows up when you take the first step give me the faith to take the first step so how are we like the israelites how are those who follow jesus free and walking with in that first step power with god what is what does that look like If you turn with me to Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, it's up on your screen. It says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. This is so important to know. After that first step, God carried them across. The Israelites did not cross the Jordan in their own power. Because God was the one who was stopping the waters. He was the one stopping them. We cannot have freedom from our sin in our power. You ever try to do better? It doesn't work well. I try to do better. Do better. I'm going to do better. Well, if you say you're going to do better, you're trying to do it on your own. It's as simple as that. I'm going to do better. I mean, you might get somewhere, but eventually you're going to be overcome in some way. We can't overcome flesh, sin, with sin. It just doesn't make sense. So, Much like they were, the Israelites were, we have been hesitant and need reassuring of the promises of God, and that's okay. That's important to know that about ourselves. We hesitate to take the first step into freedom because we're trying to do it without God's power. I feel like I'm going to work harder. I can do this, I can take that step. Or we've taken the first step in our own power and we're afraid to take another first step because we were defeated, we were broken. We were hurt. God desired the nation of Israel to go and enter the land of promise and conquer their enemies. God desires victory in our lives as well. You're not meant to live a defeated life. And, and it's, it's almost as if we're like, man, I'm free. This is so exciting. Wait, can you put me back in the shackles? That's the question we're asking ourselves when we aren't taking first steps God has given the first step to liberty and freedom. Submitting ourselves to him and his leading rather than our own leading when we try to do it on our own. It says in Galatians 5.16, But I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. While we're waiting for the power of God, it's already here. You ever think about that? God, please show up. Maybe God's saying, Come on, take a step. Come on, take another step. God's hands are out there, just much like a baby. You put your fingers out, and the baby's walking. And then all of a sudden, God says, hey, you can do this on your own. You can take the first step. I'm going to help you. I'm going to lead you along. You fall flat on your face, I'm going to pick you back up. But we're afraid to take that first step. We just need to take the first step, though. God's first step for us is walking by the Spirit. So what is this Spirit? It's the Holy Spirit. The first step for those following Jesus is walking by the Spirit. What does that mean? What does that mean? When we try in our own power to be free, to cross the Jordan, we're washed away by our sin. Have any of you like, stepped into rapids or like a fast river? You kind Your feet kind of get slippery, and then all of a sudden you're like, whoosh! And you're taken off. But when you step and take that first step, In the spirit, we have the ability to actually get picked back up, to survive. But much like a baby that takes its first steps and stumbles and falls, we will. Just like a baby, we need to get back up and do it again. When we walk in the spirit, it doesn't mean that we're not going to stumble at times. What it does mean, though, is God's there to pick us right back up to take the next first step. And we take baby steps. Israelites were crossing the Jordan. This is a picture of Christians being delivered from sin. Some of us know this, but but we know that we need to walk by the Spirit, but we are not walking by the Spirit. So imagine with me for a second this. You know, I, I I say a tech store. So you're going into a store to buy a phone. And you're going to buy a smartphone. And you're inquiring about the latest smartphone on the market. And on purpose, you're like asking about what it does. Because basically, the smartphone's got a timer. Smartphone's got like all these fancy gizmos and gadgets. And you're like, man, can the smartphone run my life for me? And you're asking all these questions. And then you ask the person helping you in the store to turn it on and show you how it works. And the guy helping you, the person helping you, responds with, well, it's not meant to work. It's just meant to be admired. What? <laughs> what Why do you show me all that cool stuff if it's just meant to be looked at and admired? How pointless would that be? How pointless would that be? And yet, that is how we treat the Christian life. We have the word of God right in front of us. It's got the keys to everything in life and godliness, is what Scripture says. We've been given the tools, and, and we're thankful for the resources to overcome sin and have victory in our lives. But many times we just don't use it. You know, we're not—we're not, we're afraid of taking that first step. Some of us might have ten Bibles in our house, and all those Bibles are sitting at spots collecting dust rather than being read. Maybe you read the Bible on your phone, and you're like, I don't really like reading that much, so I'm like, get an audiobook. Do whatever it takes to not just be thankful for what God has given you, but use the tools you have at hand. I mean, imagine if I walked around with this and never used it. Wouldn't I, wouldn't I look like a fool? It just would be foolish. It would be pointless we have an opportunity to live in victory. We have an opportunity to take the first step like the Israelites did that sometimes we're afraid of and then take that second step and then all of a sudden the steps become a little bit easier because we start realizing that when we walk in the spirit even if we fall flat on our face God is there to pick us back up. So I have some questions that I was left with when I read this passage in Joshua, I, I, I read what the Israelites did, and I read what happened before, and, and the question I had was, are you walking in the Spirit? Are you actually walking in the Spirit? Do you, do you see ways that you're doing things that are not like your old self? You know, if, if, if you were raised in such a way that we don't, we don't talk about those things, and now you're talking about those things that are important to talk about, that's walking in the Spirit. Or maybe you were, you were raised in such a way that all you wanted to do was talk about all these things that maybe you shouldn't talk about. Or maybe there's a better way of coming across. or There's different ways to walk in the Spirit. It's not just one way. It's how God is leading you. So are you waiting for the big picture to act? Are you waiting for the big picture to act? Or are you acting on that first step that God's given you right now? Are you taking that first step? Are you, will, are, are you just standing back, waiting to see the whole picture that God is painting, and the whole time you're waiting, you're not taking any steps? And that's what the Israelites couldn't do. So the priests step out, and they step out, and the water moves, and I can just imagine the people going, oh. some of them with shock, some of them realizing that, that we need to have that faith for the first step. You know, another thing I had to ask myself is: are, are you waiting till you act to act until the power of God shows up, or are you going to take that first step because you know it's right and it's true and it's what God's Word says? Are you taking that first step, knowing that God is going to show up? So, so essentially, moving in His power, or are you moving? Are you moving in faith because you know and expect God's power to come? Do we? Do we? not take the first step do we just do we forget what we're doing and I think it's because we're afraid imagine all you've ever known is slavery imagine all you've ever known is living in the desert and God says you know you're going to cross this river and you're going to cross this river in such a way that there's no other way that anyone can claim anything for themselves because I'm going to show up the moment you take that first step and if you apply that to your life you start realizing that what keeps us from that first step is fear of us falling fear of us, us being knocked down by someone else fear of That we might not even get to the first step. But I'm telling you today, there's nothing to be afraid of when God asks you to take a first step. So what are you afraid of? Just start taking the first step. Whatever that first step is. I'm not going to tell you what your first step is. Walking by the Spirit tells me that I'm not supposed to tell you. The Holy Spirit is through his word. And so so what? What, what, what does this mean for us? God guides the first step, but he doesn't give the big picture. Are you okay with that? Some of you raise your hand like, I'm not okay with that. That's not okay. Because it, when I hear that, I'm not okay with that. I want to know everything. You can ask my wife. I want to know all the details so I can make a good decision. And I'm waiting. And God, I, I don't want to take the first step. I just can't do it. I want the big picture, but he doesn't give the big picture. And meanwhile, we're not taking any steps, and that's the problem. So, so what? So God's power comes right at the first step, not before. Don't we want God's power to show up before we take the first step? If we're honest, we want God's power to show up before we have to take the first step of faith. Because we're so afraid. Afraid that we're gonna fall. Afraid that we're not going to make it. In whatever way, we're not going to make it. And yet God's power shows up with that first step. The first step is the hardest. It's the hardest. And God's first step for us is walking by the Spirit. Walking by the Spirit. I want to encourage you on this 4th of July weekend. You have a huge opportunity. You have a huge opportunity. You probably saw family this weekend. You probably see, maybe see family uh, today. Maybe you'll spend time with other people. You have a huge opportunity to walk by the Spirit. Because when you walk by the Spirit, people are going to notice a difference. There's going to be a different peace about you. There's going to be a different understanding of, of what you're around. You're not going to be as much focused on your goals as you're going to be focused on God's goals loving others, taking care of others. And I think when we walk by the Spirit, we start realizing how much we have ingrained in us that we are struggling with, and it's a constant battle that Paul talks about. He talks about battling with the flesh, battling with sin, and, and when we're walking by the Spirit, we are in a battle. It's a battle against our desires and God's desires, and we forget that God is with us. When we're walking by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, He is with us in that moment and for all of our days. So I'm going to ask you again, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Start taking the first step. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, this morning... I read this passage in Joshua and I see what the people must have been feeling. After all this time, they're finally taking the first step into the promised land that they've heard about for 40 years. God, we we are not a patient people. We're also a people that want to see the big picture. So God, help us to just take the first step. God, help us to see that first step. Maybe our first step is is receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Maybe our first step is reconciling our marriage. Maybe our first step is spending time with our family and and not vegging out on other things. Maybe our first step is reconciling with with a, a, a family member. But God, let us take that first step and let let us take that in your power because we are going to come to you in prayer and ask to walk by the Spirit. God, help us to walk as a church, as a people that are changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, help us to take that first step and help us when we fall flat on our face to look up and see God the Father picking us right back up to take our next steps as we continue to pursue him. Lord, we ask that when we take that first step, your power would come and that we can expect that and allow us to walk by the spirit this week and for the rest of our lives. We say all this in Jesus' name, amen.